Hey besties. Episode 30, longevity hacks. Not the sexiest topic, but an important topic. Yeah, we want all the Geneva girls to live until we're 200 years old. Either that or the planet, whichever one lives longer. You know, we gotta take care of climate change so we all can live, but we gotta take care of ourselves at the same time. I'm trying to live until like I'm 180. I wanna outlive all these fucking losers on the planet, all the men who have done me wrong. God, yeah, they're gonna be in their graves by age 40 because we're gonna be strong. Emma, what's been up for you this past week? Brother, honestly, blur. Just so many. It hasn't been the best week, but it hasn't been the worst week. It was just like dark and cloudy. And, you know, a girly really gets impacted when she doesn't see the sun. I was going to post in Geneva. I know we have an entire Seattle regional channel. Like, what do y'all do when it's rainy and it's gloomy every day? Because my mood changes so much. Oh, yeah. It's like The sun is out and there's like shit. I'm like a little bitch. Yeah, there's like rainbows coming out of my ass. And I'm like, oh, my God, like manifesting my life. Like, I want to live on a farm one day with like sheep and like grow my own vegetables. And then on the days it's rainy, I'm like, okay, so I will be dying in this apartment. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Um, yeah, I've been trying to do little things to, you know, cheer myself up. I'm really into TikTok. Uh, yeah, Kate's the TikTok queen fuck, now. Unfortunately. I can't relate. Unfortunately, I mean, we have CMOS Girlies TikTok, but I started one personally because I don't want to like, you know, the personal and the private, get or the work relationship, professional and the private, that's what I was looking for, got blurred. So I made my own. But... It's like, I knew I didn't want to get a TikTok, guys. I was hesitant for a year. Like, my former boss that laid me off was like, okay, so I'm laying you off, but you should make a TikTok. This was in March 2020 about sustainability and, like, give eco-friendly tips. I was like, I could, but I don't want to learn a new platform because I will become addicted. Now I am addicted. Like, I have been going to bed at midnight because I'm on my For You page, and they are dragging me. Like, they're so fucking Damn, TikTok is, like, ruining Kate's, like, night routine. Some man slid into my DMs, like, asking me out from TikTok, and I'm, he, like, unfolded me in his room a day after, but I'm like, what the fuck? But honestly, making me happy. I know TikTok can be triggering because it's, like, a lot of, like, skinny, thin, like, white girls that I I went down I went down that rabbit hole yesterday, and I was like... Mm. my for you page is a lot of funny girls so i haven't gotten like the body dysmorphia thrown at me yet um from tiktok algo so knock on wood that doesn't fucking happen um but besides that what have i been doing eating potatoes i ate like too many potatoes this week where i was like we gotta take a step back get the kabocha i want the kabocha too with the miyoko's cheese yeah i actually got the kite hill yesterday because they have like new spreadable cheese the black pepper bitch i was gonna text so you so fucking bomb milk yeah oh my god i was literally gonna send you a photo and then i had too many things in my hand so bomb that's been i had that yesterday and i was like okay i've been really into fennel lately i've been yeah, eating been mad fennel, fennel. Yeah. oh my god i forgot we went to go get that dinner CEO dinner. dinner. Oh, we okay, guys. Okay, 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 okay. Take a step <laughs> back. Take a step back. Girl, so much has happened this last fucking week. I haven't seen you since that fucking psychotic the dinner up on like 200th for- and what broadway we've, we've created the entire product for the geneva people oh yeah um y'all are gonna get so much product. is occurring i love how we're like our week is sad we do nothing and then i'm like oh so much we literally happened. had a free tasting menu dinner that like we left feeling even more hungry than we began and so then we went and got you know classic van and ice cream and cookies and sat in the dark next to the american museum of natural history yeah and then both her phone died um when we were trying to get home i, I had to walk without headphones for like 35 minutes i well i tried to city bike but you need your phone to unlock so i went into like a sushi restaurant and i was like can you please charge this like i live downtown just playing like the poor like girl card like i don't know where i am thing on 83rd street and they're like uh fine and so then i made it home 
But um, yeah, we went to a little tasting menu, then got our Levine cookies, got our Van Leeuwen. Oh, exciting. I mean, there's a few exciting things in the works, girls. We're going to do an Instagram live with Olipop and Coconut Bliss coming at you soon. You get to watch Kate and I somehow try to make ice cream with an Floats. ice cream maker. It's going to be pretty iconic, I think. Yeah, so they sent us um, some ice cream makers. Shout out Amy if you're listening to this. Love you. And we have their like new formula for their little soft serve blend. And then we're going to use Olipop to make root beer floats. I also have a lot of Levain cookies from some spawn con I'm doing. So, you know, so we we're going to have some mix-ins. It's going to be a fucked up iconic food moment. Yeah. And then if you're in Geneva and if you like don't know Geneva and you're listening to the podcast, like you should join it. I saw someone recently joined Geneva and they're like, I downloaded this because you guys were talking about it. And I had no fucking idea who Geneva was. Geneva's <laughs> a party guys. There's literally almost like 900 of us now. And it's just like all of us chatting about health and wellness. You don't even have to be that super invested into health and wellness. There's like a lifestyle channel where girlies talk about yoga. like yoga and like ethical bikini yeah. brands. Um, also, um, so the two goals, you know, we're not going to ask you guys anything. We're not going to start a Patreon or whatever. The two things we want from you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, one, tell your friends about our podcast and share it on your Instagram. That would be great. Two, get us to a thousand members in Geneva. And three, get our meme page to 10K. That is all I fundamentally want from you guys. Like, I don't care about anything else. You do not have to like my selfies. You don't have to comment on them. That would be great if you did for you the just gotta, You just got to follow and exist. Yeah, follow and exist. And then we can do more exciting things for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like the product we're launching. So, yeah, Geneva people who are queens and who love us and are supporting us. Um, all gonna, of you guys are going to be receiving your your first... The first product made by Kate and I, because as you guys know, Kate and I are building, we're building stuff. We're building, let's just like see what did I even have in this like thing of our fucking deck about like how I should brand this. Because I want y'all to get excited about it. Um, we're not another brand, another, not another product on the shelf. Right. Here's what we're going to say. Who we are. We're a community first, no bullshit approach to wellness. What are we? Biohacking for Gen Z. Where? We're an international D2C supplement brand. Who? We're making Gen Z, we're making a product for Gen Z consumers who forget to take their supplements. And how? We're telling Gen Z how to establish consistent routines. So if you're getting our first product, you're not only getting the product and a cute little PDF that's going to be a user guide, you're also going to be getting a sweet little love note. You're going to get an audio file from Emma and I explaining you how to use the product. And then you guys are going to get a Google form of like giving us your feedback. Uh, about the product so yeah kate and i are going to be in lab coats tomorrow making the product shipping it out should we vlog usps is literally gonna hate us i'm scared to go to usps guys like we should probably vlog i mean this should be an episode honestly this could be an episode yeah a lot of people ask for like the behind the scenes yeah this should be the next episode Mm -hmm. just like literally us developing the product okay that's cool um just like emma and i'm smiling at each other for (laughs) an undisclosed reason um Oh, also, yeah, if you're in Geneva, we're going to be doing a little Zoom call on Thursday. You know, if it's morning, you drink your coffee. If it's evening, drink your calm. You know the deal. Yeah. Um, but besides that, what else have we been doing, Emma? Lots of voice memos back and forth. You know, just constantly building the empire. Dating men, rants, TikTok. Yeah, just, products. you know, the usual NYC Fuck, there was another food. Oh, the girlies in Geneva have been talking about um, guava goddess kombucha. I've seen that. I've never tried the flavor. I've had that one before. It's good. Yeah, everyone is saying it's like the most elite. We should run a survey. We should do a meme about it. Like, I thought the Secret Life one would be the most elite. Yeah, me too. I need to try the guava. I might have it when I go home later. Yeah, maybe I'll select some when I get to the health store after this pod. Yeah. We should get into the pod. Yeah. These intros get really fucking long. I'm sure y'all like them, but I don't know. Maybe they're... But we can talk about longevity because y'all need to start caring about aging. Aging, and then you need to make your friends live longer so you guys can all, like, 
vibe out together. Exactly. Because if your friends live till they're 60 and you're out there till 100. Uh, that's that's, that's a why we have time. Geneva, because exactly. we're all going to live to the same lifespan. Okay. okay. Let's get into the fucking pod. Thanks, girlies. And longevity. Now, while all your friends are going out and partying and you might feel like, you know, maybe I should go out and just not have a bedtime and not care about what I eat. These choices add up, and that's, I think, how I can think about food in a way that's, like, not entirely orthorexic and, like, crazy. Um, Whether you're choosing to go enjoy some ice cream or you're taking spirulina, I think it takes the pressure off of being perfect 100% of the time if you think about food as a choice. I know for myself, like, there's been a few times when I'm eating pizza at midnight. The past few weeks, I've gotten Joe's pizza twice on dates, and I'm like, what the fuck? But thinking about like, yeah, this might hurt me tomorrow. Like I might, my skin might be inflamed or my, I might have a stomach issue. You know, hot girls all have IBS. But I think when you're making the best decisions, like 80% of the time or finding what ratio works best for you, you can feel like I'm still enjoying my life, but I also still am treating myself with like good food and having routines that make me feel good most of the time. And longevity, the way that most like MDs or, you know, medical podcasts talk about it is improving your biological age. So biological age is going to be the age of your body's cells. We all have our chronological age. That's like how old actually you are in numerical numbers. So if you start to smoke or like start a new exercise regimen or even you move to a different part of the country, your biological age could change. It doesn't stay constant. So this is like what you can change about your life. Now I'm 22 years old, but if I started to do things differently, I could have a different biological age. Yeah. And one thing that my dad has always talked about with me, and also I think I've mentioned this in the pod before, is like investing in your health now so you don't have to pay for it later. Not so much in the sense of like you need to go out and spend like $500 on supplements, but like investing in the sense of like you know, having a good bedtime routine, you know, making sure you're drinking water so you don't wake up when you're 60 years old and get a slap in your face with like achy bones and like saggy skin. Um, and it's going to be easier, obviously, like when we're younger to develop lifestyle habits, like healthy lifestyle habits, because these can influence and set the stage for how our body and health will alter as we age. Um, because, you know, when you are, you know, 30 years old, you're going to have like the stress of like work and like family And so it's going to be harder to like change and develop new routines because you're just going to like have all this like stress in your life and you're not going to feel like you have the quote unquote enough time to, you know, treat yourself and treat your body like a temple as they say. And my mom always talked about that because she, I'm a twin. And so she also had me with my brother and my older sister. And she was like, yeah, my workout routine, obviously after I had you guys, I didn't work out. I was just chasing you fuckers around the whole day. So it's going to change. And like I was saying, there's going to be more obstacles, but I think there's this question in the health world about like are you predetermined to live a certain age or can you biohack your, yourself to live longer trends like intermittent fasting trends like any sort of longevity trend that's like a food or diet thing that's altering your habits and people are kind of like making presumptions like could you live longer if you did something like this um and some factors that are going to determine how long you live are going to be your lifestyle habits that's going to be sleep exercise we're going to get into those more the supplements you take the diet you eat and then genetic markers is going to be the thing you cannot change so 25 percent of your human lifespan is going to be determined by your genes so Myself, for example, I come from a long lineage of family with predisposed heart issues. My dad has had three heart attacks. So I know that that's already something working against me, but the other factors, the other 75% I can improve upon. So that's something to keep in consideration that like you're not predetermined to live how long your parents did. You can make some changes, but there are some things that are set in stone. The first topic, which I think is very not sexy to talk about is sleep <laughs> yeah I, everyone's like you just gotta sleep and turn off your phone and get off the blue light and i'm like i'm tiktok and i'm on tiktok before bed guys i will admit it 
Um, but with sleeping, it's going to be about time and quality of your sleeps. So we've talked, or like you hear a lot about um, the eight hours is like the recommended amount of sleep you get. It's going to change based on person you are and like how often you are actually getting that like into that deep sleep. So one thing that helps measure your sleep quality are called telomeres. They're going to be associated with that biological youth I spoke about earlier. So if you shorten your telomeres, that's going to be associated with aging and cell damage. And that could be proved if you're like someone that takes a lot of naps or does like daytime sleeping. Um, You want to get into that consistent like your your, um, body clock is in rhythm with like when the sun is rising and setting every single day. But, you know, things like hustle culture, late night hours and any sort of like predisposed like heart issues you have, these could lead to different cardiovascular risks and like lead to a lack of sleep. So that's why it's really important to actually have a consistent schedule versus like, oh, I'm just gonna not sleep and then I'm gonna nap for five hours throughout the day. You're not actually getting like the depth of sleep that is going to prove to like improve your biological age. Could lead to things like sleep apnea. My mom and I are trying to figure out if my dad has sleep apnea because he like wakes up a lot in the middle of the night. Sorry, dad, if you're listening to this, you like snore a lot in the middle of the night. <laughs> so you're not actually getting into REM, which is the next topic, REM sleep. So that refers to rapid eye movement, which is the deepest stage of sleep. Um, for healthy adults, you should spend about like 20 to 25% of your time asleep in REM sleep. If you get seven or eight hours, that's about 90 minutes. Now, like if you want to go get an Apple watch and like check all that, I'm sure it'll like track your sleep for you. I've never gotten to the stage of tracking my sleep, but if you want to go down the sleep rabbit hole, could be interesting. And if you're, you know, a young, a young person who's addicted to the internet and you have issues like falling asleep, you know, definitely take you know, there's different supplements that may help improve the quality of your sleep, such as magnesium and L-theanine. You know, us girlies, we we love our magnesium. Don't take melatonin. No. If you want a full podcast on that, we can get into it. I feel like we've said that before. I think we have a whole episode on, like, stress Stress supplements. Go down the street ladders because we definitely have done that, girlies. Um, next one is going to be exercise. This is, like, a pretty individualized one. I think the biggest thing that we wanted to emphasize is walking you know, our silly little walks, but we did in the exercise podcast, which Emma and I forgot about a lot. Um, we talked a lot about like steps in a day and the origination of that. We talked a lot about like different times of the month and what you should be doing for like best optimal, like biohacking for longevity. Um, most estimates say that you should be walking through like eight to 12 K steps, but Scientists have actually said that there's not a link between your step intensity, i.e. like how fast you're walking and then a decrease in mortality. So if you want to go on really slow, leisurely walks, you can. If you want to go on speedy power walks, you can. It's more just about remaining active throughout most parts of the day. So that was kind of like your sleep, your walking, the two boring, like not sexy ones that most people, yeah, know about. Next, the next one is stress, which we all know is you know terrible for the body and something that we cannot avoid, especially in this day and age. But the main thing when it comes to like stress and aging is going to be the oxidative stress, and so this is going to be like an imbalance between free radicals and anti antioxidants. And like our body naturally produces oxidative stress when we like exercise and just like naturally through like our body's chemistry. But it can also be exposed through our environment. So like certain pesticide cleaners, cigarettes, smoke, pollution. So some of these things you can and cannot change, such as like, you know, you can decide whether you want to smoke or not, but you can't really like, you know, determine or decide whether you're going to be exposed to pollution. And with oxidative stress, it can damage cells, DNA, and the proteins, which will contribute to aging and lead to potential health complications down the road. 
And granted, again, you can't fully avoid oxidative stress, but there are things that you can do to reduce it. So since it is like an imbalance between free radicals and antioxidants, obtaining healthy amounts of antioxidants in your diet, such as through berries, leafy greens, turmeric, fish, and nuts will kind of help create a better balance. And also I think the biggest one is just to avoid smoking. I think like everyone knows at this point that smoking is not good for you. And obviously, like, you know, it can be addictive and it can be really hard for people to break away from it. So that's why, you know, it's easier to develop healthy habits and maybe break away from smoking cigarettes now than when you're like 60 years old. Yeah. And another thing with like when you start to develop these habits for longevity, there was a study about self-control and aging and the relationship between that. Kind of talking about how people who have exhibited high control behaviors in your childhood. So thinking people that turn in their homework on time, people that are able to make like decisive choices. You actually age slower and you live longer and you better manage your health, financial stressors, or social demands as the years pass, which basically means like the sooner you develop these stress management strategies, it's going to help you in the longer term um, just because of brain development. And another thing that is related to stress is obviously going to be its relationship to inflammation. You might have heard people talk about inflammaging and how when inflammation lingers, um, you know, we've talked about chronic and acute stress before and what those mean. The inflammation that's going to be lingering in your body for months or even years can devastate your body because you're wasting away your muscles and it can lead to these like... um, diseases that are like stroke chronic respiratory illnesses cancer which are going to prohibit you from living a long life it's kind of crazy that i think most people in the united states at least or like myself like we kind of accept when you turn like in your 60s and 70s that like something's going to happen to you like you're going to get diabetes you're going to get a heart disease you're going to get cancer versus like we don't really think about like preventing Like, I don't know. It just seems so common that like that's you just get old and you will get a chronic disease and you will die. We don't really think about like I'm going to be killing it when I'm 80. Um, Another thing that can help with inflammation is going to be exercising, as we said before. Not really getting into the science, but like exercise and diet are once again things that you can control. And with diet, I think there's a lot of pressure to like eat very specific like vegetables and fruits or eat in like a very perfect way. But most science say that there's just like an optimal lineup that people could benefit from is like groups of five if you want a really simplistic way to break it down, which is three vegetables and two fruits. Uh, it'll decrease your risk of death from like health problems like cancer and diabetes, once again, those really like long pervasive health consequences. Because I think like you're either really involved in wellness and you're really like orthorexic about it, like, oh my god, I only ate like this many vegetables today, I'm going to die tomorrow, or like it's going to cut me back so many years of my life but it's like really really simplistic stuff it's just like about not being black and white Mm -hmm. with health and wellness I think yeah Emma um yeah so I think we'll take a little break and then we'll get into the blue zones which I feel like people hear about but don't really know much about it's Um, super fun yeah peace and love You know Emma and I can't shut up about starting your day with the perfect oatmeal toppings. And you're probably thinking, what could be better than securing a bag of maca powder or matching with a boy who actually knows what adaptogens are? Um, hello, a large and juicy medjool date. That's why we're so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Julie's. Julie's is a pantry staple for all the wellness gods. Their hand-picked medjool dates from Coachella Valley, California are certified USDA organic, naturally vegan, and free of all allergens. There is no better way to snack on Jolie's than with your favorite nut butter or on a bowl of oats. And Jolie's even has a date syrup to drizzle on a stack of pancakes. So if you want to taste some Jolie's for yourself, definitely use code CMOSGIRLIES for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. 
Hey girlies, this wouldn't be a podcast called What the Fuck is CMOS without us having a CMOS sponsor. So, it's time to learn what the fuck even is CMOS, thanks to our newest sponsor, 26th and Love. CMOS contains 90% of the minerals that the body needs. Some even call it nature's multivitamin. Crazy, huh? Here's just a preview at some of its benefits. Are you struggling with gut health? CMOS. Struggling with inflammation? CMOS. Struggling with adrenal fatigue? CMOS. Struggling with constipation? CMOS. You can use the code CMOSGirlies for 10% off CMOS gel from 26 and Love. Time to become a wellness god. All right, let's get into Blue Zone. So this is going to be focusing on the socioeconomic and political factors that affect longevity. Like Emma and I said before, you know, your genetic makeup is going to predispose you to live a certain age. Where you live is going to be a certain age as well, based on pollution, access to food and everything. So this guy named Dan Butner, 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 I don't really know. Sorry to that man. <laughs> um, wrote a book called Blue Zones, and he studies populations with the highest number of centenarians, which means like you live until you are 100, which is crazy to think about because most people in the United States do not live to be 100. And one common trait that like blew my mind, because I listened to this as an audiobook and like Emma's going to get into each region and like the different foods and different like traits that each of these populations has. But one that we really do not have in America in just like typically like white communities, which I'm speaking from like my own perspective is that we don't live in intergenerational families. Um, it's a very like individualistic culture in America. We don't really think about elders and like our relationship to them. I know myself included as like things get more globalized and we're like, you move away for college. You don't know the old people that live near you. You only really know like your grandparents. Um, that was a huge factor for longevity is like, if you, you know, the younger people are taking care of the older people, the older people are helping the mothers raise kids who don't have to pay full childcare. So a lot of it relates to these like more, you know, like hippie woo woo concepts of like how you care for each other. Um, cause I think like a lot of these like biohacking men are just like, Oh, I live to be long because I took my creatine. It's like, no, people live to be long because their grandparents like had a good relationship with them too. Yeah. Um, but I recommend this book. I listened to it as an audiobook and it was really nice. I mean, it was like nine hours long, but it's kind of like listening to a podcast. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. So there are multiple different regions that are considered like the blue zone regions. And the first one is Okinawa, Japan. And so each diet in each region is going to vary just based off of like what they have available in their area. But so they eat a very low protein diet around 9%, but it's higher in carbs roughly about like 85% and then it's much lower in fat. So like 6%. They're like known for like eating like the purple sweet potatoes, right? Yeah. So they're a huge proponent of our little immunity dessert potato. I haven't seen anyone go crazy on um, Geneva or Instagram with the dessert potato, the purple dessert potatoes. But if you are, tag us. Yeah, I haven't had, well, I've been eating the purple sweet potatoes, not in like a sweet way, just with like ghee and like everything with the bagel seasoning and that fucking dragon hot sauce from Trader Joe's. But I need to try that. She's bomb. She's bomb. Um, The next region is Sardinia, Italy. So they actually have the longest living men like on the planet. And a few, like, fun tidbits about what they eat and consume. Um, They drink about one to two cups of a certain type of wine, like canal wine. I don't know. But it contains a lot of flavonoids and antioxidants. So, again, with, like, the oxidative stress, balancing out, like, the free radicals. And then lots of, like, goat's milk and cheese from sheep. And then the next one is going to be Nicoya, Costa Rica. They have the lowest rate of middle-age mortality. And 70% of their diet consists of the three daughters of the Mesoamerican agriculture. So this is going to be your corn, squash, and beans. And stopping here, I think one thing once you hear all this, like 
what? One community drank wine? I thought alcohol was bad for you. One community ate you know, corn and beans, I thought those were bad of you. And so it proves that like, while I think we take a lot of these like dietary prescriptions for Mm -hmm. what to eat um, into consideration of how we're going to live longer and what's the best diet, it is so different, like based on where you're living. And so I think that's like- so individualized, yeah. Yeah, so I think when you're like demonizing that like your way of eating is the best, like it might not actually be the best based on your genetic makeup. And like, I wanted to study this a lot. I think my first introduction to like blue zones is that someone was saying like your digestive tract is related to your ancestors so like thinking about what your ancestors ate and I come from like a Polish family so I'm like oh I eat a lot of sauerkraut and pickles and like I don't eat sausage but that's another like Polish food so I think that's another interesting thing to inflect in your diet totally um the next one is going to be Icaria Greece and they consume just a variation of the Mediterranean diet which a lot of people consider to be like a really really great diet to consume um but it's again mainly focused on like fruits veggies beans potatoes and olive oil they also consume a lot of herbal teas featuring like rosemary and sage and then the last one which is surprising the last region is loma linda in california yeah shocker that like there's somewhere in the u.s that like people be living Living until like 100 um but they're actually members of the seventh day adventists and they live a decade longer than rest of us in america and so they follow like up the biblical diet. So it's mostly vegetarian with like oatmeal, nuts, and beans, no alcohol or smoking. Um, with all these regions, lots of them are obviously consuming a mostly plant-based diet. There's a huge emphasis on consuming beans, just eating like all like the local vegetables that grow in your region. And then there's not much like overconsumption of like alcohol or smoking. You know, a lot of them just like drink water. So it's I think again just kind of you know, none of these people are taking like crazy supplements. A lot of these people are not, you don't have memberships to Equinox. And I think that's like a huge, it's like proves that you don't need all this like expensive bullshit stuff that is constantly marketed towards us. It's really just like eating the basics, getting your sleep, moving throughout the day. And like, those are like the foundational practices and like essential needs for like having a long lasting life. Yeah. And I think that's one area that I have like tried to really like force myself as I've stopped playing college volleyball is that our ancestors were not doing hang cleans. They were not doing pull-ups. Like they were doing movements to avoid war, avoid dying. And they were eating to make sure that they were able to complete their tasks for the next day, which I know changes for all these populations and based on like the regions and like what conflicts they were fighting. And like women obviously were had different tasks than men, whatever, fuck gender roles, you know. But um, in the United States, I think we're so detached from like these very intuitive ways of living myself included i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing every single day like how many steps feel good intuitive eating is still really hard for me from the past eating disorder um and this gets into modern life which is going to be a huge barrier to longevity i.e technology the hustle culture it's proven that well not proven but it's like fucked up we send spend one third of our life working Um, If you just think about that, like you're working, you're working to make enough so you can just like live, which is fucking crazy. Um, Some, a really good author that talks about, about like American culture specifically in relation to how long we work and like the, how, you know, the financial side of it has not kept up with like how productive we are, because I think it makes more sense that like 
we're working longer hours yet we're getting less time off it doesn't make sense but that's like the way it is we've all just like fucking accepted it that like yeah you have to work a nine to five and probably work overtime and you don't get to work a four hour work week and you don't get vacation and you don't get childcare and you don't get paid family leave if you want to read some books on it there's an author named david graber who's passed away he's a great author uh, one of his best books that I really like is called Bullshit Jobs. It creates like five different categories of like most jobs. Even if you're a CEO or even if you are someone that is a very low wage worker at a, at a place of employment, it talks about how like most jobs have bullshit tasks associated with them to force us to get into this five hour work week model or five day work week. Um, there's like a middle level, little, middle level manager who creates tasks just to make it seem like the office is busy. You know, email culture. It's a really good read about like how we're not living like our happiest lives. And he does studies about how like worker productivity and unhappiness with their employment goes down. But overall, in like a political landscape, uh, pay is not kept up with worker productivity, meaning that the minimum wage has not increased. So like workers are getting better at their jobs as technology gets better, as we get like have more technology to like do our tasks quicker but the profits are going to our employers the ceos the bosses while workers are not seeing that in their pocketbook so i'm sure a lot of people experience this you're like i'm sure that i was you know doing these tasks these same fucking tasks faster than my ancestors were like i have access to my computer and my smartphone i can google shit in a minute but at the same time like you're not seeing that reflected in your paycheck so it's like this self-fulfilling cycle where ceos are getting richer and richer and richer and the divide gets worse and income equality gets worse um but people tend to live longer when they have control over their work even if their job is intensely demanding and i read that and i was like what the fuck does that mean they did a study of people who work in more like freelance environments or like let's say you show up to a job and you get a kind of like negotiate with your boss like roles and responsibilities versus just having like a bucket list of shit and like half that you don't want to do and they studied that even if you like have to work a lot harder at doing like tasks if you want to do those tasks you live longer this was a longevity study and i thought that to be very interesting you know like i think emma and i were thinking about ourselves as like founders and ceos like we want we joke about ceos but now we're serious we're serious yeah it's not like we're like creating cmos we got a lot of questions about that no 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 no, no, guys um but it makes sense that if you actually feel like you have a control and autonomy over your work you're willing to work till midnight because it's your fucking baby now all of us don't have the luxury to do that but that's just a piece on longevity Another thing with modern life is like something I've never gotten into about like your screen time before bed or your brain effects due to technology is like blue light glasses. If anyone has them, let me know. I just don't have the money to do that. Once again, it's like a rich thing that like is a band-aid for the fact that we are all fucking working longer and we are addicted to our phones and we don't go out in nature enough like it's a it's a stupid technocratic solution to like an issue um some screen time things that i wrote down that i need to implement as i'm a tiktok addicted gen z person now is that you should keep your room dark and cool before bed keep electronics out of the bedroom throw them across the room no alcohol or smoking four hours before bed and cut off your caffeine intake before bed caffeine i often think about as like a half like a half life effect so like as time progresses there's going to be less caffeine in your system etc um another one and actually that's like kind of like a huge issue with our culture today is loneliness especially with like social media and obviously you know there's a difference between being alone and loneliness you know loneliness is like the feeling of like you know you're not getting satisfied or have like enough human interaction even though you are having interaction whereas like if you're alone and comfortable with it like that's a completely different thing 
But yeah, with like social media, we're spending more time on our phones alone by ourselves. We're not interacting with people IRL. And with like the lockdown, we were basically not allowed to see anyone for an extended period of time. Like even for someone like me, who's like a huge introvert, like I'm, I'm chill with being alone. I didn't see anyone for like nearly yeah. 80 days straight. And I, I was starting to lose my shit. I was starting yeah. to lose my shit. And so, you know, with social isolation, it can significantly increase your risk of premature death, you know, can lead to more depression and anxiety. And something within the blue zones that Kate mentioned was like the whole like multi-generational households. So like grandparents would like who look after their grandchildren have lower risk of death. And so there's just more human interaction in like the family household. And then the, in Okinawa, they have a term, I should have looked out how to pronounce it, but it's like Moai or it's M-O-A-I, that's how you spell it. And it basically translates to lifelong friends. These are friends that they have all throughout their life that are meant to help like support them in like all aspects of their life. And I think just like having those really deep, genuine human connections is really, really important and something that is, you know, kind of falling off the tracks nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Especially in the United States, like I was saying before, I'm interested in this from like a political perspective that like, you know, most of the top 100 colleges are located in certain places. And if, like, you live in a different part of the country, you're going to move there. You are removing yourself from the community that you were born with. Most people after college are not moving back, like myself included. Um, there isn't, like, economic opportunity at the same places as there are in, like, big cities. And so I wonder what's going to happen to, like, this whole social connection. Also with the decline of religion, like, what's going to substitute that? Is it going to be social media, QAnon, things like Geneva? Um, but the impacts on longevity are going to be interesting because, yeah, I don't have any relationship to any elders in New York City. I don't, yeah, there's no community. The only connection I had was, like, the old couple that I used to see at Planet Fitness. Yeah. And I would politely wave to them. They would sometimes talk to me. Only connection. Now I'm not at Planet fitness anymore i don't i don't be talking to the elders yeah i kind of miss it i know and like volunteer work i think is a substitute if you that's kind of like something personality trait that you would like to do yeah um but it's like interesting i think that like yeah american culture generally is very detached from living with our elders typically white people like that i'm calling out white people specifically on that one the next one is like an uncontrollable variable is going to be noise sound and air pollution so emma and i have decided that we want to live in new york city um you know we're not smokers but we can imagine that the amount of pollution that we take in from living in this polluted city is going to impact our longevity um there's a a shorter lifespan versus living in urban areas versus rural settings as i mentioned just based on air quality and there's going to be a plenty of racial disparities based on pollution when you think about flint michigan and water access looking at redlining housing policies um there's a really good book if people are interested in like law stuff called the color of the law and kind of like tracing the it's because these it sometimes it gets pushed that like oh people just happen to live places it's like no there's explicit discriminatory housing policies that have forced communities to live in areas where there are pollution um like highways have been created to break up natural community bonds and so then it becomes an issue where like you can't live with your elders because there's a fucking highway going through it or there's a toxic waste facility going through it so just to prove that like longevity as much as you can control it through diet and lifestyle like if you're not living with elders and you're living in a polluted area you only can do so much. The next one that I think we want to leave as an outro for y'all um, is supplements and diets. I think we've talked about like eating a plant-based diet is probably what you guys are already doing. I feel mm-hmm. like you guys are experts in that sense. But some supplements that you know we've heard of, if you want to go down this rabbit hole, we'll just give us a little tidbits. Um, NID Plus is something I've heard about in like all of the fucking medical podcasts yeah. talking about it. 
and I haven't done too much research into it, but I've noticed that it has been included in a lot of different um, like proprietary blends. Mind Body Green's sleep supplement actually has NAD plus in it, and the host, what's the guy's name? Um, Jason Jacob. Wolf. Jacob Wolk. Yeah. Whatever. The guy that runs the Mind Body Green podcast and is the founder, he talks a lot about a lot of the, about NAD plus, like an ultimate supplement for longevity. Uh, basically, because your NAD levels drop as you get older and your cells can't function without it. Another one is going to be collagen, which I feel like everyone knows about. Um, because again, as you age, you're going to produce less collagen. And yeah, your body's production decreases as we enter our 20s. And after our, we get into our 30s, we lose about 1% to 1.2% annually. And a decline in collagen will cause your skin to become thinner, drier, less elastic. Thus, you're going to see more wrinkles. Also, if you're a smoker, you are naturally depleting yourself of collagen. Yes. And there's luckily like non-vegan and vegan collagen supplements on the market. So, you know, with like regular collagen, I think it's like derived from like the bovine or whatever. It's like animal bones or something. Yeah, that's so the then there's collagen. like Yeah. Then there's like non-vegan, so like tremella and like tocos, which we've talked about a lot. Um, and then it can also be found in like food sources such as like bone broth, egg yolks, and salmon skin. I only have been taking like tocos. I am kind of interested in, I'm also surprised that I don't take a collagen like Mm -hmm. peptide supplement. I think because like the vital proteins, like packaging is like corny and ugly to me, but I haven't found like a sexy sleek collagen brand. So if there is one, let me know. Otherwise maybe Kate and I create that and like launch three of what we're creating. Yeah, we'll let you know. Um, but again, if you like can't afford to take a collagen supplement just consuming you know bone broth and egg yolks and salmon if you do consume those foods is one way to get that source yeah and i think collagen is like a tried and true thing it also can be found in topical things so like skincare products as well if you don't want to like consume your collagen Mm -hmm. um i've tried the vital proteins one uh, it's good it blends really well that's what i've heard um another one is going to be coenzyme 10 this is what i like saw a lot doing research and i've heard you know mentioned in podcasts before but it's necessary for basic cell function and it naturally declines again when we age and its main function is going to be like help transforming fats and sugars into energy um again plenty of supplements on the market that you could take if you feel that that is a necessary thing for you to take but i think as kate and i also mentioned you know with like sleep quality magnesium l-theanine are great you know other supplements just to take you know your vitamin c vitamin d i think more of this is going to be routines and rituals and i think that's an issue that gen z struggles with a lot uh whether it be like forgetting to take your vitamins or not restocking on stuff um i was talking to this woman who's in the health and wellness space that's i think in her 40s and she was like yeah i would have customers come into the store and just like forget to take a product every single day and then wonder why they're not seeing the health effects of it and i think it's really difficult to but you know hopefully there will be some technology developed around establishing routines you know a cool gen z wellness brand coming out to like solve that issue could be in the works you if know, we get some financial capital yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just look out in like a year or two something honestly maybe in the next few weeks you might be seeing some stuff on, on instagram, instagram. Should we drop the Instagram? No. We'll we'll drop it. We'll drop it soon. We'll drop it soon. I just like but love. Basically, we're here to fucking solve this fucking issue. Yeah. We're trying to make this easier for y'all because Because honestly, if I was like 18, 19 and like kinda knew I should be taking care of my like health and wellness, but like walking into a health store, like what what? Even when I walk in, I'm like where am I? This is like Willy Wonka. I need two cool girls to guide me through how to take my supplements. 
And with that, we did it. Another pod. I'm going to get so nervous, guys, now before we podcast. We're like, oh my God, this is going to be bad. Like, everyone hates us. It's going to be bad. Um, but then we do it, and I'm like, yes, Wait, bitch. That was a good one. I know. Yeah, every time after, we like fucking click out of anchor, and I'm like, good. You do a little high five, and yeah. like, hell yeah. We did it. Um, Emma, what else you got on the docket today? Well, I'm going to go home and eat, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to do more shit, so... Pot again. <laughs> yeah, fucking pot again, girlies. But I'm going to buy some gum today. I need to buy some honey. Oh, yeah, we have been into gum. Yeah, gum is a new trend. <laughs> Yikes. I just have been consuming so much juicy fruit. Like, I will literally have three pieces in my mouth at once. We are pro Red 40 Lake <laughs> and yeah. aspartame over here. Yeah, if that's going to kill me and, like, take a year off my life for gum... Look, I'm doing everything else pretty well most times. I need to get more magnesium, and I need to get another nut. Um, I've only <laughs> got my walnuts and seed cycling, but I want a pecan, a sprouted pecan. I can't find sprouted. And those 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 normal ones, they don't hit the same. You need a raw sprouted yeah, pecan. Yeah, no, the normal ones, yikes. Get them out of here. Oh, what else have I been consuming? I need to get... Okay, I bought a bone broth that was like coconut curry, and it's just been staring at me. I have I have bone it. broth right now. It's like the turmeric one. Oh, turmeric tell me chicken. how it is. I might have that tonight with like a weird ramen noodle egg situation. Oh, <laughs> I better see photos of that, miss. You'll see it on another platform that we oh, use. Oh, I know. Don't worry. <laughs> God, we're so demented. I can't believe we have... Oh, God. I can't believe we have a private Twitter account where you and I just post photos that we could just be literally sending to each other. Yeah, I know. Crazy. But it's fun to... I love scrolling on the timeline being like, oh, Remember that's that's something that he's consuming right now. I know. I'm like, Emma is chewing gum at work. Cool. I love to see that. Or like, Emma went on a date and they ordered this. I'm so mad when I got sushi with a man. I didn't take any photos of it. it Bitch, was... I should. I wish I took photos of my fucking cactus taco that I ate with this one man. It was so sad. It was like, it was so sad. I took a photo of a cactus when I was in Arizona and it was like cactus breakfast. Yeah, my food tonight. I don't know. I have a lot of Levain cookie chunks in my freezer. I gotta save. Um, I need to buy, God, I don't know. I really don't know. Girls, we don't get creative in the kitchen, so. We don't. We don't. If you guys get creative, hats Don't ever expect some sort of, like, cookbook deal with Kate and I. Oh, no, we're not kidding. Please, if you're, just turn it. It would be, like, how not to cook. Yeah, we should just send our disaster photos of, like, failed banana bread recipes. God, I've not tried to bake in years. In the beginning of the pandemic, I was trying to make, like, single-serving banana bread. I'm like, (laughs) monkey bread or like what are those things like the monkey pull apart pull apart stuff i don't know just leave, leave it to the professionals just get your fucking ice cream and cookies and yeah yeah if you need uh, if you need a wellness brand you can hit emma and i up because yeah. that's what we're going to be working on our little business our supplement business ayo okay but you know thanks for listening to episode 30 girlies bye we'll see you later bye <laughs>